Welcome to the Retro Manama Pod, a podcast where we discuss nostalgia and pop culture from our past, present, and the future. I'm Rick, one of the hosts of this fantastic thing. And Toby, the other one-third. And the other. <laughs> the one-third? Did you say yeah, one-third? I'm, I'm, I was just going to let it roll. We're just going to let them figure out when that third person's finally going to come in. I mean, every once in a while, there's a third. I mean, I could just, like, be the third. And the second. And then sometimes oh. just be like, no, that that other idiot, he's 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 stupid. <laughs> It'd be a lot to keep track of. Yeah, be like, you of would, course. Your brain would pop by the end of it. Like, it would be hilarious to watch you slowly just disintegrate into madness. Yeah. Try to go back forth especially if you start yelling at each other oh god i just get into an argument with myself it'd be a lot because like because of the way that i have to record i can hear myself i know we've talked about this in the past because i hate it uh but like being able to hear myself and do two different voices but i'm still hearing my main voice on both of them it would it would eventually make (laughs) me go insane Uh, (laughs) there's your your own worst case I would eventually go insane. So the previous question was, if you could turn one comic or book into a movie, which would it be? And Harry Potter is out of there because, believe it or not, they've actually done that movie. I looked into it I know oh, last week. Ended. You know, I it was a really good setup. I, you know, I wonder if they made them any good. I, I can only hope. I mean, I don't know. I, you know. They're so uh, which good. Cuts? Do you have, do you have any? <laughs> uh, it's really so this is a tough one because like you think about major books and you know even going back to our first podcast we talked about Ready Player One uh, a little bit about the movie and the book and it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of the movies or a lot of the books that I I would like to be a movie have already been made some of them being made real shitty too like there's I don't know. There's there's certain things that like this is tough. Did you have one in mind? There's one that I had mentioned previously in one of our episodes. Uh, Chew. It's a comic called Chew. It's from Image Comics, uh, created by these two guys, John Lehman and Rob. Oh, Gilroy. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But it's basically about this FDA agent. Yes, the Food and Drug Administration uh, named Tony Chew, who basically is able to eat something and then discern like he gets psychic impressions from the food for the criminal activity that he's investigating. So this is super all about like kind of food based powers in this world that they've created. And it's what pretty, the fuck it's the wildest thing in the world. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link about it later. Cause it's one of my favorite because it's so inventive and the character he's going after looks like a vampire but isn't like your typical vampire because he's heavy set and oh my gosh it's what the fuck it's so batshit crazy and there's like a luchador chicken in it which I know you okay. like the luchador so it's right okay there's so cool shit and it's so crazy that in this world where we're doing Umbrella Academy and stuff that normally would be very hard to do on screen they're doing it it's great huh. that's that would be my choose and I'd have John Chu from you know, Harold and Kumar be the lead because he's great and I think he would do a great job. But that's that would be my pick. That's one that I've wanted to see for a while. 
Well, now I kind of feel like an asshole for not like having a full blown answer to this question. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. My Harry Potter joke was not nearly as funny now that you've actually thought this out. <laughs> yeah, I I know. I'm a, I went into this a little too serious. I was like, oh, now's my chance to talk about. Ooh. <laughs> huh. I'm trying to think of like, because there's like certain things like I, the the little World of Warcraft nerd I am. I have I really love the lore of the Warcraft universe. I think it is one of the better lores of video games in general. It's also more thought out than most video game lores. Uh, but I read a lot of World of Warcraft books, and given they have made a World of Warcraft movie already, it was a bad story. They chose the wrong story. And I liked it. Other right. people don't like it. That's away from the point. But there's like video game stuff. I don't know if that like book wise, man. <laughs> the only thing I can think of, I mean, if the only thing I can think of is there is a book series that's been suggested to me a lot um, that I'm currently waiting on Daisy to finish so I can start called Red Rising. I don't know if you've heard about that one. Hmm. It's kind of like a sci fi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People are going to hate this, but it's like a sci fi Hunger Games ish kill or be killed but apparently the story is insanely good and there's like a there's a base trilogy and then like a second trilogy so there's a total of six books throughout the story um but apparently they're insane like they're insanely good it's one of the only books that like every friend of mine has has requested that i read i suggested whatever um but i imagine as good as I hear that story is, that's my movie. Yeah, I I mean, hey, I dig it, man. Anytime they could pull from something that's a little outside the norm, you know, original idea, whatever it is, you know, like who needs more reboots and stuff when we can pull from authors who have yet to, like, let their work become real or, you know, a big movie or, or television series, a longer running television series like they're doing on Netflix or something. Well, there's That's also like, I- sorry, there's also things like the Aragon series that they made into a movie and it was really fucking bad. And that yeah. book series is yeah. really good. And it's just like, I want that to be redone, you know, like yeah. redo that now. There's certainly franchises that they've pulled from where they've really jacked it up something fierce like there's this other one that would be cool to do um by laurel k hamilton anita blake the vampire hunter and it's essentially lead characters basically a necromancer she's solves crimes and she also is a renowned vampire hunter and she knows how to do it where her nickname is the executioner that would be great to see too, because vampires are always cool to watch. Plus they dig into like werewolves and stuff as well. There's so much cool shit out there that they should be pulling from instead of doing like rehashing the same stuff. Yeah. That Take a step to the left. Oh, look at down this alley. There's some really cool shit. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of like fan, like underground fan favorite stuff, especially the way that the internet's shaped now. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that's actually a lot bigger than what some of these suits and production offices think they're like oh yeah. we're gonna play on these main things because that's what our focus group showed us you know and it's like so, yeah. especially some of these like some of the comic stories you know but i also heard that we're getting like new a bunch of new random shit too 
with comics lately. Yes. You're right. They are just rehashing a bunch of stuff. It's kind of a bummer. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, but, you know, they're they're trying to make money and all that. But I like that Netflix is trying to pull on things that are like, it's got an audience like Witcher, where it's like, oh, there's a built-in audience here. Let me just go ahead and make a show that's halfway decent, put it out there. And, hey, next thing you know, toss a coin to the Witcher is like this huge thing. Yeah. You know? like, Well, that I also heard is like, the Witcher's fucking awesome. Like it's genuinely a good show. They like and Henry Cavill's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I you know, like I said, I want them. I, I wish they would redo the the Aragon series. Yeah, for sure. Dragons, come on. Like yeah, do off it the better. back of like Game of Thrones, is, do it. Like do it, but do it good. You're right. That's very true. <sighs> Especially on the back of Game of Thrones. High fantasy. More high fantasy out there. That's what me we want. too, dude. <laughs> like, give me more wizards, like, and you know, let it not have to be a. Oh, you're just like a Lord of the Rings fanboy, and it's like a little bit, but also want to see cool ass shit, and that's magic and dragons and elves and dwarves. I have so much more of it. I mean, with the uh, popularity of D and D right now, now's the time to be doing those kind of movies and shows and stuff that are like. Oh, this stuff is really cool. And yeah, I know with like D&D it's hard because there is no like set. I mean, there are books that kind of go along with it, but there's no real set story because it's, you know, basically when you sit down with your friends, you're making your own story. So, I don't know what the answer is there, but just give us more high fantasy stuff. Dragons, wizards, warlocks, Ugh, all the please. cool shit. <laughs> please. But I digress. And so this. I randomly I my household has a rule that between, you know, my birthday being in the mid in mid November and Christmas, I'm not allowed to buy myself anything because I like to buy myself stuff. So I try not to, but I bought myself stuff and I was able to walk into a pawn shop the other day and found a game. That's like not super rare, but it's kind of rare. But it's something I've kind of been hunting for in the wild just because it's only a $20 game, but Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, shit. Um, uh, uh, director James Gunn's uh, uh, video game, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it... J- James Gunn was the writer Snyder's. on the video game. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hack and Slash game. Again, it's kind of... For the PS3, it came out for PS3 and 360. Uh, back in 2012. It's a Hack and Slash run around and pretty much kill zombies with this uh, so fun. smoking hot 18-year-old cheerleader girl. Yeah. Again, with it's her, a game I don't see very often. They say what? Right. Isn't that her? the severed head of her boyfriend's like sitting on her hip the whole time yeah. too? Like shooting out one-liners and stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. so ridiculous but so great. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I don't see it very often. <laughs> I ran across it in a pawn shop out in West Denver. And it was just one of those games. I was like, cool, this look good. So I picked that up. I've actually been real interested in adding stuff into my like 360 collection. I the mm-hmm. games are real cheap right now for the most part, minus like NCAA football 14. But I also played yeah. some some retro stuff this weekend. Um I say retro stuff. And you know, we talk about retro stuff. Retro is anything that's not current gen console to me. Um, given Xbox oh, One good. isn't retro, I understand that. Uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 isn't necessarily retro, but is now a collectible. 
Um, the games are starting to go up in price. But I broke out uh, PGA Tour 12, 2012. <laughs> uh, this is a Masters. It's Tiger Woods still. At Height this point. of his power. Height of his power. Yeah, this is a, a Masters edition uh, for the Wii. Broke it out for the Wii. Me and my friends used to be addicted to playing Tiger Woods on the Wii, and this is like the superior version of it. And I will tell you, it is still fun as hell. All right. Breaking out the Wii, Wii Motion Plush controller, and going through like a full 18 hole golf course, pretty much playing golf on a system as old as what the Wii is. And I will say it still plays phenomenally. I suggest it. Anybody that can't <laughs> afford a Golden Tee machine for 80 bucks, you could get Masters. Probably not, actually. Masters is actually kind of a pricey game for the Wii. Uh, but you could get a Tiger Woods Golf, a Wii Motion Plus controller, and your Wii for like 80 bucks. Easy. Hmm. Worth it. Hmm. 100% worth it. And you can play all, you can play four golfers on one controller. You don't have to have four controllers. All right. There you go. Party game it up. Look, I, I like I said, it's one of those things. I had a couple friends over this weekend. We had to go Christmas shopping for the girls. And afterwards, we came back to the house to just mess around on some games. And that was a game that came up in suggestion, kind of from when, you know, back when we were like 18, 19, playing games in mom's basement. Uh, Tiger Woods was one of those games, especially for the Wii. And like, I remember the first Wii Motion Plus that I ever bought was like the, the plug-in edition to the bottom of a regular Wii controller that gave you Wii Motion Plus. It made the Wii controller like 10 inches long. <laughs> but you you got that. That was the original Wii Motion Plus before they started incorporating it inside the, the Wii Motes. And we sat in the basement and, and played until our shoulders hurt. So like I said, when they came over this weekend, I was like, what do you want to play? Like, take your pick. They looked around and it was like Tiger Woods for the Wii. And I have to say today I sat around for probably three hours and played the career mode, like going through, I won two different tournaments, played in like five tournaments, played in a master's tournament. Like it was wild, dude. Like it just reignited a fire to play not only a sports game, but a Wii game nonetheless. And it was great. Fantastic. I mean, that Wii system was pretty damn good with its idea of like, Let's get you up off the couch. Let's get you moving with a little bit. I mean, you could still play on the couch, but a lot of those kind of more fun games were more fun to stand up and play. And especially if you're throwing a party or just had a bunch of people, you'd be like, all right, your turn. Roll that ball. Let's let's hit it. Wii Sports is crazy huge. Oh, it's still so good. It, that game actually went up in value during the pandemic. Like I Wii Sports it. went from like a 10 to a $30 game. Resort is like a $30 <laughs> to $40 game right now. And, they, and I'm, I'm surprised look, at all. <laughs> considering like Wii Sports was a pack-in game for the Wii, which was the highest selling console of all time for a long ass time. If not still. I'm ashamed that yeah. I don't know that. But you know, there's millions of them out there. And like just because, like I said, with the pandemic, people realizing like how versatile that system is, it's one of my favorite all-time systems. Um, it doesn't have some of my favorite games, but the system itself is so good. And it was one of the last, like, one more thing. We'll get off of this. But you don't realize, people don't realize that the Wii is a GameCube, too. 
Like my Wii has four GameCube ports on the top of it. It takes GameCube discs and Wii discs. Hmm. And it's like it. And then plus all the stuff you can do with software on them now. It's insane. It's an insanely versatile system. And I want more people to know about it because it deserves it, as, especially as a console that's slowly fading out of people's, you know, uh, vision. I, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but it, it's one of those things that, like, it's raising the cost of the consoles, sadly, for me, because I like them and I buy them anytime I can. But it's a great system and people should play it more. And especially stuff like Tiger Woods. It's, it's a great, great. Would you say it's a hole in one? Yeah. <laughs> Consider this my two weeks. Yeah. What's the name of our HR lady? Diane? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're going to have to get one soon. I'm going to go just go cry in the shower. Every day. She'll be like, leave me alone, Toby. <laughs> He's just telling stupid dad jokes. Comes <laughs> <laughs> for the win. So some crazy stuff happened this week. I think it was Thursday. Disney had their um, annual investor uh, call meeting, whatever you want to call it. But they dropped a massive amount of stuff, like a crazy amount yeah. of stuff to the point. We're going to deep dive into it and we're going to probably fly through a lot of it because there is so much that we could probably spend a few hours just going over each piece, but we'll kind of go over some of the highlights um, starting with Marvel and the Disney plus stuff. Uh, we got a new kind of almost more somber trailer for the WandaVision that's coming out <clears throat> in um, January 15th, which is right around the corner. So that means we get more Marvel stuff. Is the WandaVision, um, is that stuff based off of like the Watchmen? series or am i mistaken on that watchman is dc that's what i was but um the fuck is wanda wanda vision is basically uh wanda is well it's wanda the scar vision right tv show and in this basically it looks like she's having a mental breakdown because part of her power set is that she can augment reality Okay. And so she's created this reality that sees or vision is alive. And if you remember, oh God, I don't know if you watched this one, but in Avengers Infinity War, Vision yeah. dies by yes. Thanos. Spoiler so, alert. Yeah, sorry. It you know, but that <laughs> being said, this <laughs> the aftermath of Endgame and her trying to deal with all the stuff that happened within the past few years. Looks great. It looks bananas. Like they're dumping money into these these Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows for sure. Uh, we also got a full trailer for the Falcon and Winter Soldier finally, and it looks like uh, Anthony Mackie's character Falcon is going to be possibly taking up the mantle of Captain America. Maybe will oh. he? Won't he? But also have the Winter Soldier still dealing with trying to not trying to deal with being brainwashed and try to get out of that. Still, you know. Oh. And that's coming out in March, which is like, bam, bam. We're getting like back-to-back stuff. And super exciting. We got a first look at the uh, Loki TV series that's or streaming TV series. I'll just call it TV series. Um, where Tom Hiddleston is reprising his role as Loki. And it kind of looks like this is, I don't know. This one plays, a, he's messing with basically what are time cops. 
and <laughs> we're going to see what kind of mischief happens with Loki dealing with time cops while trying to get back to his timeline, I think. Looks bananas. <laughs> yeah. I am kind of interested in that because I like the Loki character is always it's just a badass character. He's cool and he's fun. Like that I think that's what's so great about him is that even though he's he was a villain, God, he was so likable. I hate him. I mean, at the end of the day, he is the god of mischief. Like Truly. I want you to be like a little leprechaun, you know? Yeah. Continuing with our rapid fire here, Hawkeye, which a lot of people shit on Hawkeye. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters, and people always kind of bash him because of the way uh, Jeremy Renner kind of portrayed him. But at any rate, he's getting a TV series, and um, looks like Haley Steinfeld is going to be possibly playing as uh, Kate Bishop, his daughter, which is huh. kind of cool. See, I like Jeremy Renner. I have no problem with how he plays Hawkeye because I have no background in knowing how he should play Hawkeye. That being said, I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just cool. You yeah. want me to tell you a movie I probably won't see in 2021? Which one's that? Oh, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if Anyways. you see it, if you don't, it's, it's, it'll be on the streaming stuff. So what does it matter? Yeah, true. Um, and then they've got a really cool animated series coming up called What If, where essentially they take you know, famous storylines and kind of twist them a little bit. And from the trailer, it looks like they've really taken some like, um, uh, like uh, a black Panther. Um, jo- Instead of Peter Quill, who is star Lord being picked up to become part of the guardians of the galaxy. It looks like it's going to be uh, 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 Wakanda T'Challa is going to be, possibly doing that so basically the show is just like taking storylines what if it was a different character exactly what if this happened what if it was bucky instead of cap that survived blah 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 blah. so it's like the name suggests what if this what if this alternate reality kind of thing okay um and then uh these are some quick fires not not too sure about um not don't know too much about iron heart which i think is um tony stark Armor Wars is definitely Iron Man. Nick Fury's getting his own series, which is going to have Samuel L. Jackson in it, which seems like it's going to be the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they're actually going to have Nick Fury in it. So, Yeah, I, I saw that, <laughs> actually. Um, I see. never watched the uh, I never watched the show. I think we watched the first season and it was just such kind of like, it almost felt like a procedural kind of like, you know, uh, law and order, but in a superhero world where you don't get to see any of the famous faces, so to speak. So yeah, it's just a continuation of the story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they had ghost rider on it at some point, which almost makes you want to watch it, but I don't want to have to. But was it Nicholas cage? No. Well, then I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's see. So they cast. Um, uh, let's see. Moon Knight's coming out. She Hulk's coming out. They're doing a Miss Marvel, which is an interesting thing. Um, looks like Mark Ruffalo is going to reprise his role as Bruce Banner in the She Hulk awesome. show. That's kind of the big things for that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is doing a holiday special, which seems. Uh, a little bananas because 
why i guess why not why? i mean they yeah why you know, <laughs> they did star wars special this year so next year i guess we're getting guardians of the galaxy but uh, star wars we are getting a volume three for that and i i am a huge fan of that that garden of the galaxy movies what I enjoyed so much about those movies is that like I went back and read the comics and I thought I was reading the right comics, but I was reading the OG 1960s Guardians of the Galaxy, which were basically the Stallone character that they showed in the end of uh, uh, volume two. Turns out they're pulling from the newer generation. So I was so like I was going in like everybody else, like who the hell is the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. And then being like after the first movie, just being like, all right, I love these guys like Give me more of this stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so number three of that, and then uh, I Am Groot is getting a little short films starring Groot, which... Of course they are. Does, who doesn't love Groot, you know? Uh, Groot. They're doing a Black Panther 2, um, which they're this not going to... This was crazy. This is... This is news. Like they're not going to replace T'Challa, so it makes me wonder if they're going to have Suri... Suri? Suri? his sister take up the reins of the black Panther or who's going to take up that mantle. Yeah. Or if- when I saw this, I thought it was, I mean, look, I understand. And it's cool that they're doing this, but I, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's it. I didn't even think about that. You're probably hundred percent right. That's exactly what they're going to do. And it's going to show a woman in a, you know, in a great role. No, that I think that's pretty spot on. That's a pretty good prediction. Mark it down. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's fun because I'll see. I, I really like the first one. I think they did a great job and been waiting for the second one. It's just a shame that, you know, he passed before being able to reprise that role because he did make it his own. And, but that is what it is. Um, it's supposed to be out in July 2022. So, uh, we're getting a third Ant Man film. It seems like which- so far away. It doesn't it? I mean, we just wasted an entire year this year, but 2022. I just feel like I'm not going to make it that long. It seems that far away. We survived a pandemic, so I feel like the rest of the years are going to be like, this ain't nothing. It's not over yet. (laughs) It ain't done yet. Um, But yeah, they've got like all the cast coming back to kind of reprise the roles for Ant-Man. So more fun and fun, fun, silly, willy smallness from um, Ant-Man. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, They're having this weird tie-in happening with WandaVision and possibly with the third Spider-Man movie, which is kind of crazy because that's that's a lot of juggling because like yeah they're opening up the multiverse which means that there there's been talks with the spider-man movie that they're going to be pulling in old spider-man andrew garfield toby mcguire to replace yeah they've already uh confirmed that uh doc octopus octopus from uh spider-man 2 is coming back to reprise the role for life me i can't remember his name off the top of my head nope um but He's coming back to reprise his role, which will be very interesting to see what they do, considering how many years have passed. Almost 20 years have passed since uh, those first movies. So it'll be interesting to see what they do and how they kind of incorporate WandaVision, which I hear she might be the big villain for Doc, uh, Doctor Strange in those movies. But it's 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 just mindfuckery at this point. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, and then 
as they should have been doing since they bought up Fox, they're going to be working on a Fantastic Four movie, which is super exciting because yeah. finally, like the first movies, one wasn't like, even that bad, but they were supposed to have a Silver Surfer, like dope ass Silver Surfer movie, ten mm-hmm. fucking years ago. Yeah, they were hoping to off the back of the rise of the Silver Surfer, the second Fantastic Four film. Oh shit, there was four. a second one, huh? Yeah. But oh, that fuck. didn't happen second one <laughs> as well as they wanted to. And don't even get me started on the Trank version that came out a few years back. Like now that it's in under in the house of Marvel and Disney and Feige's in control, I think we'll probably finally get, you know, a halfway decent Fantastic Four, or at least what we expect it should be for us nerds who've been watching them forever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. It's like a marathon here getting through all this. Um, no <laughs> shit, dude. Okay. Look, I just that's half. Yeah. That's that's not even <laughs> half. That's a third. They dropped all this on one day, which is an inc- that's a crazy thing. Yeah. It's it's like it, it, mind blowing. Um so Lucasfilm, everybody knows Lucasfilm, you know, they're part of Disney, Disney and they make the Star Wars stuff. Like, okay, so here we go. Crack your knuckles. Let's do this. But what I'm before you jump uh, all the way into the Star Wars stuff, a break. <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of Star Wars stuff. What else Lucasfilm oh, owns is Indiana Jones. Indiana and they Jones. did Thank say yeah. that Indiana Jones was now in pre production and we should see it in 2022, which is dope. And I'm good for they, a new Indiana Jones movie. I really like Indiana Jones. Where are the, what are they? I mean, what are they going to do? Like the last one was know. so big with like aliens. Like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, I'm so interested. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. It's Just Harrison give me more. And this, this is probably, do you think they're going to do the thing where they finally pass the baton? Like they were going to do with Shia, but then they realize, I oh, don't he's know. Not quite as real- <laughs> I love Shia LaBeouf. All right. He had a little crazy, crazy times there in a little like the last few years or whatever. And I don't know if they're they'll like pull him because of that, though. You know, we'll see. Time will tell like that movie in 2022. If he shows up in that role to reprise it, I'm cool with it. Like I 100% I like Shia like, Me too. I mean, being a child star, of course, you're going to lose your mind. Look at all the other child stars who have lost a lot of their shit. I mean, there's a few that haven't, but for the most part, most of them kind of have a moment of like, what am I doing? This yeah. is a ride. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. But that's cool, right? Indiana Jones, so damn cool. So roughly 10 Star Wars things are coming up for Disney+. Plus. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Obi-Wan Kenobi's getting his own, uh, which would be cool. Um. Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, who made a, a showing up on recently on the Mandalorian show. She's badass. Rosario, Rosario Dawson was fantastic. Um, uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch, um, animated show uh, from the Clone Wars. More animated. The Clone Wars ever. animated series was awesome, by the way. Yeah, so I, I imagine oh, totally. that would be pretty good. Yeah, they've left a lot of that stuff canon too, so. Um, which is rad. Uh, let's see. The Acolyte. 
not too much known about that one. Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's cool. I hate that actor. Hate that guy. Just, he, he just looks whiny. You know, I hate him, dude. I hate him. And I like so many movies that he's in, but I cannot fucking stand that guy. Like, I know, right? It doesn't matter what movie he's in. He plays the same fucking character. And he is a whiny, woe is me. Ugh. Ugh. It's like, dude, you got the world on your shoulders. You're a good looking white guy. What else could you have going for you? I don't know. He's I mean, angry at the world, dude. I don't know knows? what it is. I can't fucking stand him. But it's cool that they used him. For him to come back as uh, as Darth, Darth Vader. Vader, that's cool. Which makes he's going to be young. He's probably going to be Anakin Skywalker at that. Point, uh, assumably, I yeah, I would imagine. If he's Darth Vader, he's just going to want to kill Obi Wan the whole time, and we're like, we know how that ends, pal. We don't need that story. We already got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see a droid story, uh, which will feature a new hero alongside. Our favorite droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO, which is always fun. I like those guys. Lando is getting his own show, which makes me wonder if they're going to get Donald Glover to reprise his role. That'd be cool. Um, Lando, which, God, I really enjoyed that. I know a lot of people didn't like Han Solo, but, man, I dug that movie. Yeah, and I like Donald Glover. Give him more stuff, especially cool, yeah, nerdy stuff. Him. Yeah. I mean, do it. Do it. Uh, anime anthology, uh, an anime anthology uh, called Star Wars Visions is also another series that's coming. Um, yeah, if you guys want to dig more into this, obviously Google some of this because there's so much we're just plowing yeah. through it. This is pretty interesting. Um, so uh, Disney owns Marvel, as everybody knows, but it looks like they're picking from DC and having Patty, Patty Jenkins direct a Star Wars movie. Uh, the Rogue Squadron. Man, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> We're going to get through this. I can do this. So that's exciting because she's she's a great director. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, Taika Waititi's getting his first uh, Star Wars movie. They just kind of said, yep, we give him a one. He did great on The Mandalorian. Yeah. He's great with Thor. Let's see what he does with Star Wars. To have at it. That dude is a phenomenal director from... I mean, everything he touches is just unique and great, and he puts a spin on it that's like, oh, why didn't we look at it from this way? He's great. Give him, give him the world. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Disney stuff if you want. Hop on give it, you a little me. break here. A lot of this stuff, like, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard about any a lot of those things. Uh, Disney Animation has a ton of stuff. Raya <laughs> and the Last Dragon is uh, March 5th, 2021. It's going to be on Disney Plus, which is cool, and in theaters. Baymax is a big Hero 6 series, early 2022. Zootopia Plus, a new series based on Zootopia, 2022. Uh, Tiana. Did you ever see Princess and the Frog? Dude, that's that's such a great movie. When yeah. uh, my eldest was younger, that was a go-to for us because the music was fun and the story's real great. Yeah. You know, uh, yes, absolutely. So that one's Disney L- Plus, like twenty twenty-three. Tiana, uh, I'm kind of curious on what this is going to be. A long-form musical comedy series for Moana, uh, Disney Plus in twenty twenty-three. I am a huge Moana fan. So what are they? What the? F- what are they going to do with that? 
I have a feeling, this is my thought, right? They're going to, like the way that they explored the gods of Hawaiian culture in Moana, I feel like this might be a chance for us to see more of that kind of pantheon or whatever you want to call it. Maybe they're lowers in their, the folklore of Hawaiian culture, maybe, which is would be cool, I think, because I huh. was like finding the deep dive, like little intricate little stories about like, oh, there's a volcano that's mad, but and has the heart of the ocean and all that kind of stuff and Maui and do it. Like, let's see it. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I love Moana. I think it's one of the best Disney movies ever made. I I mean, I would easily put Moana in my top five of Disney movies. Yeah, it's great because it's not one of those like cookie cutter Disney princess movies where it's like, I'm trying to find true love. No, she's trying to save the freaking world, man. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. And yeah, Rock- I'm I'm curious on what they're gonna do. Have Dwayne the Rock Johnson reprise his role as Maui? I, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder Maybe. if it's gonna be like something live action, and we're just not not understanding what a long form musical comedy series. I don't know how to interpret that. Anyways, that, that's <sighs> moving that's along. Encanto. A uh, new movie set in Colombia. This is kind of cool because the music is going to be written by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, the dude who did Moana. <laughs> it's fucking good. And that dude can do no wrong right now. I mean, he's the talk of the town, literally. Uh, he's, yeah, that dude. And solid. a lot of the like Disney animation stuff, when they delve into like uh, Spanish or Latin American culture, it's usually pretty good. Like they did Coco oh, real Coco. well, yeah. My God, um, and a Waju. I'm probably murdering that. But yeah, Disney Disney Animation's got a lot of stuff. And I wonder if the long form is a TV series, like, is that what that is? But or is it live I, action? I I'm, just- I'm hoping it's not live action. Anything but live action. Keep it animated. Keep it animated. <laughs> Pixar Disney Plus <laughs> series. Just Pixar series for Disney Plus. Spark Shorts, Burrow. I have no idea what that is. Arrives on Christmas. Pixar Popcorn. Shorts featuring iconic Pixar characters. Start streaming in January. Just fun. That's just fun. That's just fun right there. Little clips of anything that has Pixar characters in it. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I'm on. Doug Days. A new series featuring the beloved dog, Doug. From Up, prepares next yeah. fall. Uh, Cars series following Lightning Queen and Mater, because why not? Because we uh, got to sell toys doing it. Yeah. Cars is the big Cars is good, though. Like, franchise for Pixar. They basically, that toy merchandising off of Cars alone has helped fund, like, helped fund like their next three movies because it's so big. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Win or lose, Pixar's first original long-form animated series, a middle school softball team, 2023. Again, it's weird to see that number. Like, I don't like seeing it. It is, right? Uh, the stuff that you're real excited for, Pixar movies. Um, Woo! Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca or Lucha. I don't know. June 2021. Uh, Turning Red. About a 13-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda. Anytime she gets yes. excited. Look, so I, much yes on this. I love Big Mouth, <laughs> and I could only hope that she turns into a big-ass hormone monster. And 
The one that I was not hey, expecting, buddy. but I'm super excited for, Lightyear, which is an origin story for Buzz Lightyear. Oddly enough, though, they're going to have Chris Evans uh, voice it. That one's summer of 2022. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the show, movie, whatever it might be, based on what Buzz Lightyear's toy is based off of. So it does make sense from that aspect, right, that they're we're revealing kind of the origin story of Buzz Lightyear by showing the character that was in whatever the property is that made it where the toys were so yeah. successful. Kind of a fun little, like... Yeah, I'm... Look, Toy Story is badass. I imagine it's going to be awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, imagine Chris Evans involved. Awesome. Captain American himself is going to do it. Have at it. Let's see... Yeah, there's oh my god, it just does it stop? Does this list stop ever? Like, no, dude. It just I mean there's there's a couple more things. Yeah, it's like uh they're doing an alien TV series, which is super interesting if you like um um if you like the alien franchise, which uh I've liked as long as I can remember. And I'd be interested to see the guy who does Fargo and Legion, what he would do with an age alien uh you know, franchise. It's it's cool. Uh, Will Smith, Crims Hasworth will star in series for National Geographic. I'm sure that'll be fun, especially with their smooth, silky voices talking about. Uh, I don't know. Uh, platypuses. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Disney. it's daunting, right? It's daunting. I'm like over it, real quick. So. Ice Age is getting a spinoff series starring Simon Pegg. That has to be awesome because both of those yes. things are going to be great. Um, Disney Plus is increasing its price to $8 a month starting March next year. Uh, what a do I pay right now? Increase, folks. Uh, $6.99. So it's a dollar? Okay. Oh, I could have read. Uh, this one's cool. actually kind of good, though. Disney's new bundle uh, will offer ad-free Hulu, which is a big reason why I didn't bundle before. Because they didn't have an option for you to get the ad free. Uh, and I'm not watching ads. Uh, ad free Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for 19 bucks. That's pretty good. That is great. That is real great. Disney Plus surpassed 86 million subscribers. Holy <laughs> Jesus. I mean, does is it surprising though? Like you're locked down during this pandemic. You've watched everything Netflix has. You've watched all your TV shows on Hulu. You're like, well, shit, Disney. All right, Disney. I like Disney. Fox and the Hound. Let's do it. Oh, Moana. There it is. Lilo and Stitch. Sign me up. You know, makes sense. They hooked up international replacements for Hulu, which was good, I guess. Not a problem that we have. And it says Disney Plus will add 50 new Marvel movies or Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, and Pixar series and movies over the next few years. 50. After this year, man, I'm sure they're they're chomping at the bit to start working on, on stuff again. And, you know, luckily they're the company they are where they've had layoffs, but, like, they're so big. And it's, that's crazy. Cool. Like, you know stop a titan like that <laughs> i don't know isn't there like a law against monopolies i'm not wrong on that right I, I i i there is yes and they're so close to having everything 
at what point do you just say, okay, we'll put it under the Disney banner. Everything will be owned under Disney. Just let the little studios operate under Disney and let yeah. Disney release it. it. Yeah, it is kind of nuts how they uh, how they do that. But yeah, again, if you guys want to dive deeper into that, I know, like I said, it it, it is quite the list. But definitely worth looking at because Disney's doing a lot of stuff in the next three years. Almost an absurd amount of stuff in the next three years. Yeah. 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 It's they're going to be busy once, once they kind of, I mean, I imagine with the animation, you could probably do that remotely in a way, but like the live action stuff is, is where it kind of gets tricky for the most part. But yeah, that's yeah. our roundup at Disney investor call that they dropped you know, a b- 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 bomb. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Now we got to get our way out of this crater. Hang on. Let me get a ladder. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. But um, speaking of movies, I watched this really weird movie earlier today. It actually came out today, December 13th at noon Eastern time. And it's this weird tie in with lifetime uh, that, um, uh, uh, KFC, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken um, <laughs> did with them, and it's uh, it's awful. It's in, not a in full the, length movie, though, right? It's it's fifteen minutes. It's okay. like it's a, an Adult Swim show. Like you're done. You <laughs> okay, know? you push the message, and it's it's not great by any means, but it's fun in that kind of bad movie B movie kind of thing where you're like, I cannot not watch it at this point. And that's what I did. Tiff and I sat down. We watched it. We laughed our asses off. We argued points on why would he, why don't they? So basically it's about this gal who has to marry this Harris, whose their fortunes are gone because her dad is dead. So the mom's pushing her to marry this kind of douchebag guy. Who's got tons of money who could save their family name, whatever, but she doesn't want to. And then, ooh, the new the new chef, Harlan Sanders, gets hired, who's played by Mario Lopez, yes. nonetheless. So it's super like, you know, with the gray beard and the very Colonel Sanders look. But, like, he's playing it super s- sultry and sexy. Oh my it's God. like, God. It's ridiculous. Just looking at the pictures I, is, is wild. Mario so Lopez much- is Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a origin stories of Colonel Sanders. Like, what did he do before he became a renowned uh, uh, fried chicken slinger? Well, here you go. He was a sexy uh, <laughs> young fry man. chef, just just working working for you know people who have money. Like, so it, you know the the lead gal falls in love with Harlan, but she's torn between this. But then there's some drama because this guy Billy, who she's supposed to marry, has a thing for the mom and the mom has a thing with him. And we're just sitting here like, well, why don't those two just hook up? And then the whole thing's figured out, but that's neither here or there. You wouldn't have a lifetime movie without some weird drama. No kidding. (laughs) This is wild. Equal to this shit. And that is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Oh my God. It's out there. It's 15 minutes of your time. Comments on the Facebook group. I'm going to make a post about it uh, sometime during the week. Uh, my thoughts about it. Obviously, I just shared them here, but we can have a discussion and a thread on that because it's worth talking about, I think, because it's so bad, but I kind of want to see more. <laughs> I'm hooked. Yeah, that's it. Just like they're chicken. 
<laughs> I mean, what what can they do next? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, getting away from KFC, I get to bring this some nostalgia to the table this week. And it kind of goes back to me thrift store shopping. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about Thai Beanie Babies. Oh, shit. Do you have Thai Beanie Babies growing up? Not I'll just Beanie quick- Babies. Thai Beanie Babies. Uh, our quick history of it is that, yes, um, my cousin Drew, he was on the podcast. He's a collector. And when he was younger, my mom and him got into a thing about getting Beanie Babies to the point that when McDonald's started releasing them, they would go McDonald's to McDonald's asking for the specific ones. Oh, I need the ostrich. I need the the hippo. I don't know if there was a hippo, but you know what I'm saying? Like yes. they were those people who would call and be like, do you have this one? You do? Can you hold it? No? Okay, we'll be there in 10. You know, like super all about it. Um, but that's that's my history with uh, Beanie Babies. Quick rundown of Thai Beanie Babies. Uh, they are Beanie Babies. If you don't know what Thai Beanie Babies are, goodness gracious. Uh, they're created in 93, which was actually a little earlier than I expected, but it made sense because they really didn't blow up until like 95. And it's mostly because of the McDonald's, actually. So when they started putting the, oh, what were they called? Teeny, teeny something. Teeny beanies. In 1996, they were sold alongside McDonald's Happy Mills. Yeah. It's funny that you, that you mentioned how Drew got into it because I'm the same way. I I come from a family of collectors whatever it may be. When I was growing up, it was a lot of sports cards um, and sports memorabilia. Definitely did not work out as an adult. I should have stayed with Pokemon cards and stuff. But one of the things that we did get into was Thai Beanie Babies. Uh, And there was a time in probably between 1997 and 2000 where there wasn't a Beanie Baby walking around this planet that I couldn't tell you what it was worth, where it was from, Okay, I've lost a lot of that knowledge now, but there still is a market for Thai Beanie Babies, and I have fallen into the Thai Beanie Baby trap once again. It's unbelievable. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, it's look, 20 years later, (laughs) and and I got a couple stories to go along with it. Um, Again, it Thai Beanie Babies were such a sensation. And they've even been called the world's first internet sensation. So this is what's kind of crazy. It kind of it kind of shows our age and how we grew up. In 95, they blew <laughs> up. After over two years on the market, had now had a following, and there were message boards and forums and chat rooms you could go into <laughs> to talk about Thai Beanie Babies. All right, and I, I'm going to mention a couple of the expensive ones here in a second, but I, I want to tell you why this this got brought up. I was at a Goodwill a couple of days ago, just driving around at work, doing my thing. Stopped at a Goodwill, I haven't stopped in a long time, and inside they have these grab bags. And grab bags can are usually just filled with a bunch of random stuff. Uh, these grab bags happen to be filled with Thai Beanie Babies. And not like new bullshit, fake-ass Thai Beanie Babies, but like some original <laughs> second, third gen Thai Beanie Babies. All right. And each one of these grab bags had somewhere between four and six Beanie Babies in it. Okay. 
some of these Beanie Babies were bears. And if you're any bit familiar with Thai Beanie Babies, some of the more expensive Beanie Babies out there are bears. Anyways, there's 15 of these bags. And each bag was $6. And oh, no. <laughs> dude, I will tell you the internal struggle that I went through to not buy all of these Beanie Babies. Oh, you didn't buy them all. Here, I thought that you were like, I do it, put it on the credit card. I didn't buy a single one of them, and I regret it. I mean, just, there's not many things in this world that I regret not buying from a thrift store. These 15 bags worth of Beanie Babies is one of my biggest regrets of not buying from a thrift store. Okay? It, but I, what I will say is I won't, I won't pass the motherfuckers up again. All right, I have now deep dive into a realm of Beanie Baby collectibles that has made me sad. All right, because when I was growing up, our Beanie Baby collection was big, and I'm talking hundreds. All right, it got to the point where we stopped buying new Beanie Babies and we would only buy the bears. And so my mom became like our sole collector of Beanie Baby bears. It it gets real bad because I'm just going to tell you a couple of these real fast and they are heartbreaking for me because there was a time between like 1996 and the year 2000 where there was not a bear released to like the general public that wasn't like a special edition that was given out somewhere that we did not buy. Okay, brand new. We were going to the fucking Ty Beanie Baby dealer but there are some crazy ones. One of them being the McDonald's International Bears. And these were miniature blister pack bears. They were, you know, like four inch uh, recreations of, of bears that they, I assume, were going to do of uh, Glory, Britannia, Aaron, Maple. So Canada, Ireland, Britain, America. Uh, sold the set 10 grand. Wow, dude, that's so much money. That's a lot. For stuffed bears. I'm going to make it even worse. I just stopped at that one randomly, okay? Starting on the low end real quick, Humphrey the Camel. 1993, he's one of the original Thai. He's still in rotation. They they still continue him. 1200 bucks for the original 93. A lot of the thing with Thai Beanie Babies and their price value is due to mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it be that their tush tag, the tag that's attached to their butt, is, is from a different part? Beanie Baby. They call it a tush tag. Yes. Is it really? Yes. It's called a tush tag. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes you'll get like, you know, a bongo the monkey, but it'll have a Nanook tush tag on it. You know, it's oh. a manufacturer defect, which makes that specific... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beanie Baby rare. A lot of these real expensive ones are expensive due to that rarity, that that manufacturer defect rarity. Um, one of the ones that I know for a fact I had growing up is a pig called, or it's a bull called Snort. It was also originally called Tabasco, and Ty changed it from Tabasco to uh, Snort due to copyright infringement i had that snort when i was growing up gobbles the turkey 
had that growing up. $6,750. $6,750 for that one. Uh, Peanut the Elephant, which is a royal blue elephant. That one was big when we were growing up. And then I just want to touch on a couple more here. Valentino the Bear. Valentino the Bear was a Valentine's Day special edition bear. And there was some misspelled tags that made it kind of like a rarity. Uh, but now Valentino can be worth 42 grand. This is a bear oh that God. this bear may be in my mom's collection of Thai Beanie Babies right now. Okay. I know we it's had copies cool. of this bear. I don't think mine was a misspelled one, which doesn't make it worth 42000 I know this. All right. But I'm about to bring one up that is really painful. There's a bunch of these that I randomly had. Again, I don't know if I had one that was that was a manufacturer defect. But you kind of hope though, right? Like you kind of hope that sitting sitting in the den, you've got like one of the oh my god, it does have the defect. Oh, it's got everything. Oh yes. So the one that really hurts. Okay, and I'm going to tell you the one that like even thinking about it now, like I'm calling my mom tomorrow. Like for 100% I'm calling my mom tomorrow and I know it's going to hurt my heart because she's going to be like, Oh, I got rid of them a long time ago, but something I remember buying and did it for a birthday for my mother went out and found a princess Diana tie beanie baby. It was a commemorative beanie baby. They come out. It was done in her memory. It was a purple bear, had a white rose and I vividly, to this day, remember going out and personally buying this Beanie Baby for my mother. One sold yeah. for 500000 Holy. I God. had this one. What? I know I had this I'm one. I'm almost sure Drew might have had that one, too. I think that one was one of those ones that... Didn't people flock to that one? Like, yes. It, it was real limited release. And it was expensive was it? back then. Um... But it is one of the oh, probably rarest Thai Beanie Babies out there and has a price tag that can be upwards of 500K. You know, given if you find one in your closet tomorrow, I doubt it's worth that. And if it doesn't have the tag on it, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the type of Beanie Baby collectors that we bought the Beanie Baby. It got the plastic tag around the tie tag. It got put into its baggie, thrown in Tupperware. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were that kind of collector yeah. when it came to Thai Beanie Babies. Everything got protected, wrapped, thrown in the Tupperware. We're not looking at it. It's not sitting out on the shelf. Um, I still have a couple of Thai Beanie Babies here in my room. Gifts. I got a big bongo, which is surprisingly worth like $40 or something. But I have hmm. one more that I want to talk about, which is kind of cool. One of the only ones that I do have in the house is in, I want to say it's like a second or a third gen. And it's a Beanie Baby called Derby. It's a horse. It's a little horse. When I was eight, I went to a Indianapolis Colts game. I'm originally from Indiana. This was back when the Colts played in the RCA Dome, which is their old stadium. And we went because the Colts were playing the San Diego Chargers, who had a defensive guy named Junior Seau. If you guys are any bit sports fans, you'll know who that guy is. That's what we went for. This also happened to be Peyton Manning's rookie year. Did not go to see oh, wow. Peyton Manning. Holy 
so we go. Peyton Manning is 0-4 at the time. This October 4th of 98. He's 0-4. He ends up beating the Chargers. So it's his first career NFL victory as a quarterback. I was at that game. Fun game. It's a cool story. But what was really cool about that game is in the height of the Ty Beanie Baby thing, the first 5,000 kids that showed up to that game got a derby Ty Beanie Baby with a birth certificate, a certificate of authenticity, saying the date and the game that you got it. Okay, I still have in my house right now that derby in his glass case with the ticket stub to the game. Uh, actually, two ticket stubs, one regular ticket stub, and anybody that's from Indiana would know that back in the day there used to be a game show, a game show called Hoosier Millionaire. It was a it was a Indiana lottery game show, and the host was like famous within Indiana. And at that game, that guy was at that game. So we have a ticket stub with nothing on it, and a ticket stub with the the host for Hoosier Millionaire's autograph on the back of it. But I still have all that stuff, and it's cool because I actually found that it is worth right around 150 bucks. And what was cool is like I remember the date, and like when it shows, it was only given out at one Colts game, and that was on October 4th of 1998. And I was like, awesome. So I still have that one. So rare. Yeah, it's it's really kind of cool. Like I said, I've really kind of fallen back into a hole for Ty Beanie Babies, and it's a uh, scary situation. Scary. I mean, with situation. a cool story like that, why wouldn't you be hooked? That is so freaking cool that this very limited run, you just happen to be in the right place at the right time, yeah. and one of 5,000 kids to be like, hey, kid, have a horse. Yeah, they <laughs> passed them out as you walked into the front of the stadium, and then when they were out, they were out. Mm. But yeah, I have that beanie baby. I have to dig that out of storage and uh, and throw a picture of that onto the to the group page because that's, that's a good. It's a oh it's gosh. cool. But that being said, if I am also back in town in that part of town this week, I've already told my other half I'm buying all those beanie babies. <laughs> like I mean, six dollars a bag, right? Like it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> Each one of those beanie babies could be anywhere between like five and thirty dollars, and there's probably. 150 Beanie Babies in there? 100 Beanie Babies? Yeah, you got a good chance of making your money back. Oh, yeah. If you choose. Or hold yeah, on I to have a real money. hard time. But I'm running yeah. out of room in my house. So Yeah, so it might be a quick flip. <laughs> I'm going to open that store. That's so great. But yeah, dude. that's my nostalgia for this week. And I will say you'll probably be hearing more about Thai Beanie Babies here soon. There's going to be a cool story about that. Hopefully it's me selling a Princess Diana Thai Beanie Baby doll for four hundred ninety thousand. <laughs> Telling my mother I sold it for two. I haven't seen you at work the whole week. Oh yeah, quit. I don't need to work at a job when I just made a cool half mil- half million dollars. Oh, I'd keep my job and I'd buy a house. Oh, it'd see? be the first thing yeah. I do. I would just How get rid of like part? I'd be like, hey, I have a hundred thousand dollars down payment for wherever I want to live. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Oh my yeah. gosh. Tie beanie babies. That that was one I did not expect to come to the table. Like I knew we've talked about beanie babies a little bit here and there, but but here we are, full on. <laughs> yeah, I had quite the week, the internal battle with uh tie beanie babies this week. But like I said, I the just, Princess Diana one surprised me. I will be giving my mother a call tomorrow and I'm gonna yeah. find out. I'm not gonna tell her what it's worth, but I'm gonna find out if she has them. 
Yeah, just be like, do you have that one? Oh, yeah, I left it. I kept it in its... its if I remember plastic. right, she kept around, like, somewhere between 20 and 30 bears. Like, and the I most important that, bears. That one would be one that you'd hold on to because you know the significance of it, you know? Especially yeah, because if it was rare back then. Yeah. You know? That's a huge event. Hell, I remember that, and I think I was still just a kid. And I was like, Princess Die died. Oh, that's huge. And it's like, don't really know who that is, but that's huge, I guess. Yeah, because the bear came out in like '97, I think. I'd have to yeah. look back. But. Fucking bananas, man! That's good stuff. Good bring. I like that. Um, I do want to say that there was a. Uh, this is for five bears, and it's one big 15-inch bear, and then two other bears for six hundred thousand. <laughs> the fuck! Those collections are going to be. Yeah, I could see why those get more because it's harder to have you know, the five in the collection or whatever it is to have the whole set, so to speak. I could get that. But like one bear worth that twelve. Whew. That's God, that's a lot of Yeah, money. dude, it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> but hey, you know I had a lot of these crossed through my hands as a child. My parents were <laughs> notorious for selling a bunch of shit though. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't know what you have until like after fact and Oh, um, I knew what we had. <laughs> Toby back then was, you know, he had the the magazine, the 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 Ty Beanie Baby magazine monthly. That the Ty was Beanie like, Baby oh, Beckett, dude. Is that Had what it. it was called? Yeah, they were Beckett. It was the same company that did sports cards. Put out a Ty Beanie Baby price guide. Oh, I had it. Were. I had it. This is dial-up internet times, bro. I was on forums, message boards, eight years old, looking at Ty Beanie Babies. You guys got the platypus? That guy's pretty cool, right? Patty the platypus is like a $1,500, $2,500. I'm trying to make shit up, and you're just like, nope, here's a, here's a factoid yeah. about this. Anyways, like Stick I said, it's going to frustrate me. We'll, we'll hear more about that later. I'm sure I'll have a thrift store corner where I'm like, oh, look what I got. <laughs> You'd be like, do I sell it? Or do I hold on to it? What do I do? What do I do? Oh, it's all stuff for the store. I mean, the, the end game for Toby is is owning a store, so it's going to be yeah. the coolest thrift store you've ever walked into in your life. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Looking for investors. <laughs> <laughs> Contact us, retronomapod at gmail.com. <laughs> Retronomaconpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry. <laughs> but something we get to bring back, moving away from Ty Beanie Babies, is we are going to do a Who Would Win today. That's right, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a minute since we've done one. We're actually going to do this one a little different today. Whereas both Rick and I have a (gasps) fighter. Uh, We we are going to corner a fighter. You want to go ahead and tell them what it is? Normally in the past, we just kind of introduce the the fighters. And then we just kind of go through and be like, this is why this person would. This week, we decided to do it a little differently where we each chose... A fighter. I chose Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal, and Toby got uh, uh, Mario from Super Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. No, Sorry. we're going Mario Kart sixty four. Oh, okay. Oh, you s- narrowed it down. I like yeah. it. Lock it down. It's about the same age as Sweet Tooth from the original uh, Twisted Metal, because uh, Twisted Metal yeah. was ninety five, and Super. Uh, yeah, Mario Kart 64 was 96, if I remember right. Yeah. 
Sounds right. Boy, that's wild. Those games come out so long ago and within the same realm. One PlayStation, one Nintendo. I'm just going to throw that in there. It doesn't have any bearing on anything, really. Yeah. But just an interesting little, like, fact. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a fact. But Sweet Tooth from Killer Mary series. Uh, real name. He's a clown-themed killer. Uh, Needles Kane. He's been in all the games. He's this clown with a flaming head yep. that drives around in an ice cream truck, a weaponized yep. wife, uh, ice cream truck. And he's got machine guns. He's got uh, a napalm uh, cone weapon, which is kind of a big one for him. And uh, yeah, he's kind of a badass. Um, and actually, if you give me one second here, this was his sound effect, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's his uh uh scorpion scorching scoop of flaming ice cream comes in vanilla or chocolate. Yeah. Um but what we're not going to do is I'm not going to do any more for him because this is a battle and if you guys have ever played Super Fight Mario's going to battle Sweet Tooth right now. So kind of what we want to do with this one is this is the ultimate death race. So instead of like battle, like a, you're in an arena, we're actually going to race. It's going to be more of a Mario Kart style race. Oh, but shit. what do we do? Do we do a cruising USA track? You know, or can, are we doing this shit on like the true blue ultimate death race track? Rainbow Road. Oh, I'd knock myself out by myself because this truck handles like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rainbow Road is notorious for everyone handling like shit. Yeah, even even the most uh, uh, control. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, shoot. Yeah, I like the idea of Rainbow Road because you know where the handling isn't great for this truck. His speed isn't great either, and that might actually be an advantage. Uh, no, I mean, maybe. So first of all, both, both drivers have to acquire pickups for Mario. Of course, he's going to get his boxes Uh, and for sweet tooth. He's got to build up his super plus weapon attachments for his gun. In this case, you imagine that you have whatever arsenal that your game comes equipped with, but however you pick those up, is available in this death race. So for Mario, for me, I'm going to be picking up clue boxes and you're going to be picking up probably just shit on the ground because it's fucking PlayStation. I think that's what it was. I almost feel like it was just like, yeah, you're not quite spun. sure what you they were. You just needed. And you're like, oh, okay, that's something I need to be like, cool. Oh, missiles. I got a little boost. In All right, cool. This cool. Super. The super was like the yeah. yellow. It looked like the fucking airbag lights in your car. I'm going to just come right out the gate and I'm going to give Sweet Tooth a little bit of credit because it it is armor. You are very slow, though. So like that first 3P mushroom that I hit, I'm out of there. Like I'm fucking poof. So you better hope that I'm just getting bananas and bullshit because the minute I get a a boost, your armor, I don't care. All right. And I'll give you a look. What I'll do is I'll even give you one green shell bounces off. The second green shell slows you down. 
And the third green shell, shell breaks your armor. So then you're one hit, one kill. Red shells, on the other hand, spin you out no matter what. And that, that's an armor advantage that I'll give you. Because you're going to be shooting missiles and shit at me. And I'm just Mario. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be plumber. shooting. I'm going to be holding down that machine gun the whole time, hoping that I can. Because you've got like no armor because you are on a go-kart. I yes. can see your head, and that's what I'm aiming for. I've gone against Grim, who rides a motorcycle. This is similar, wherein you're just this small little fast thing that all I got to do is aim for the head. And you'll yeah, be dead. but your steering's super shitty. Uh, I'm also very fast, and the ch- chances of me getting some mushrooms are probably pretty good. You know, and you're gonna have to deal with the lightning bolt. You're gonna have to deal with the blue shell Ugh. if you do randomly get in front of me. You know, that oh, thing so he ain't surviving no fucking blue shell. I'm fucking you up. You got guns. That's all. But you ain't got. You don't have anything else. Not only am I winning the death race, what happens when I get a fucking star power up? Like I will slam the brakes to catch you. I knew that was gonna. Yeah, truly, I'm like, oh god, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. Like I know I'm gonna win at that point. I'm gonna like, cause the lightning bolt, like I can run you over, you know. Like you're you're skinny and small snout now, you know. I I honestly look. I know it's. I'm, I'm gonna let you say your part, but I I know I know where I'm at with this ultimate death race. This is this is the one that was like, it was super fun and like coming up with it. But it's also like once you kind of see like their weapons and their power advantages, you're like off of the off off the rack. You look at them too. You're like, oh, Sweet Tooth has got this, no doubt. But then you start digging deeper and you realize, oh shit, he's got banana peels. That's gonna fuck my shit up. Yep, not much, but it'll be enough when you're driving an armored ice cream truck. So, like the best I could do is spray and pray. That's all I'm gonna do the whole time. Get you, and when I power up my special uh, uh, ability, I'm going to aim it as best as I can. Which, unfortunately, on the Rainbow Bridge, sucks because that thing's windy and dippy and flippy and just yeah, yeah. That's a we we would have to do something other than that road because you might just win out of sheer me driving off because you know I'm on Mario go kart, so I'm going to be like hop drifting the entire time <laughs> because that's the only way to drive. But on Rainbow Road, it's might as well just be fucking ice. I mean, I don't know how easy that's going to be. Yeah. I'll just be tossing. I still think Mario wins. If there's not a permadeath and it's only respawn, Mario wins that. Mostly because his power-ups are better and his power-ups are so based much. on what place he is in in the race. So being in second place <clears> is actually a positive for him and his power-ups because that's when you're getting your lightning bolts and your blue shells and your bullets and, you know, oh. your fucking golden mushroom. Oh, my God, dude. When I get the golden mushroom, you can go fuck yourself. Just shoop, 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 For the race aspect, no question. Mario definitely Mario wins. wins it. It's a me. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The only hope I have is like at the beginning, as you're taking off to hopefully like steer into you as much as I can and just be like, you know, just shooting off those guns and anything I could just do off the go. 
But after that, I wouldn't even be able to touch you. You'd be shooting stuff behind you and me just having to duck and dodge. And yeah, I've got the armor, but after a while, like. Uh, yeah. Like I said, if, if there's permadeath, Sweet Tooth may get it because his yeah. weapons are scary. But if it's like a, a video game race where we get to like respawn or that little guy with the fishing pole comes and hooks you and puts <laughs> you back on the track, Amario wins that all day. I just don't think there's any any competition there. His power ups are too nope. strong. His He's home turf is too hard. True. Like, well, even if you took it to the twisted metal like realm where it's basically just big cities that you're driving around in, it's not a track. It's just you seeking and destroying death race style, last one standing. That's all that is. In that case, a sweet tooth might have a chance, but if he Mario's able to have his special ups come with him into this world. Once well, he, he gets, gets a that- lot of those, but he only gets three balloons. Whereas, like, Sweet Tooth, if you're going off his game rules, would have more respawns than, like, a Mario. And whereas, like, my quickness and the way that I can turn and drift may work in my favor, the aim system in Twisted Metal is pretty legit. And I think my three balloons are going to go pretty fast in a battle setting. So Sweet Tooth may have the advantage in an arena. Yeah, that might. Uh, so it all comes down to the setting, then, is what we're saying. Where racetrack Mario's got it. Yeah, in a arena, uh, Sweet Tooth might just have a chance of just turning around, going the opposite direction. Than well, he starts with off. a life advantage, no matter what. I have fucking balloons. Has- You're shooting fifty cows and fucking nuke paste out of the front <laughs> of an ice cream truck. Like my three balloons just aren't in a good place here. Yeah. You're armored. It'd be like a demolition derby with a guy in one of those uh, yellow and red toy type push with your feet cars. The other guy's driving a school bus. <laughs> yeah. In my defense, and because like, I want to win the argument, which I'm about to with this statement right here, in our show notes, it shows in the ultimate death race. And Mario is the ultimate winner. It's a me, Mario. Damn it. You're right. You're right. It's it's a death race. It's not a it's not a uh last man standing. Written in ink. Yeah. 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 I mean normally I just throw it up this guy versus this guy in like a who would win. But in this I put ultimate death base. So yep. technicality. You got me. It's a me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't like the way it turned out. It wasn't that great for me. Uh, <laughs> he's a super good competitor, hell of a sportsman. Uh, I tip my my skull, flaming skull head to you, Mario. <laughs> Is that his voice? I don't know. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why he sounded like Batman when he had his mask on. Oh, yeah, I guess it'd be more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, slightly muffled. Ultimate death race. God damn it. Right there. Written in digital ink. <laughs> well, that. Uh... All right. Well, yeah. As we come to a close here, uh, Rick and I do have a small announcement. We are planning to take a week off. Um, 
I know we've missed one in the past, and I'm going to take blame for that one again. But this one is going to be more of a uh, revamp week, whereas we're trying to take the podcast in a new direction with new content and stuff with within it. Everything from the Facebook page to you know audio recording software. Uh, we're looking to kind of change that up. So we're going to take a week break uh, between Christmas and New Year's. So you guys will not get an episode on Wednesday, December 30th. There will not be an episode posted there. Your following episode will be January 6th. That'll be our New Year's episode. Um, So unless something changes, we plan on taking a Christmas vacation. Christmas we do plan on <laughs> yeah, we do plan on coming back from that break with a hopefully a better understanding of what we want to do and how we want to do it, and all of our little problems, nooks and crannies are fixed, and nothing's broken, and we sound smart and intelligent and amazing. As yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're gonna, we're going to come back refreshed and and. It's going to be the same podcast because it's still us, you know, talking about the stuff we like a lot, but it's going to be a little more tightened up, a little leveled up, if you will. Yes, leveled up. I like that. But that being said, that is for a future. We will remind you probably again next week. And as always, you can find me at Retronomapod on Instagram, Twitch TV slash Tobytobe. That being said, I did revamp a lot of my stream stuff to make more empty promises for you guys. I will be streaming this week, <laughs> whether I like it or not. I did do a lot of that this weekend. So hopefully we'll be coming back with a better stream. I'm trying to get the Facebook stuff worked out still to where they just show the stream that I'm giving them. Again, Twitch TV's slash Toby Tobe and uh, Retro Namapod on Facebook. You can find me streaming on both of those. And uh, Serial Kilter on most of the socials. Um, yeah, like both the group and the our fan page on Facebook there. That's kind of the best place, the one-stop shop for all things uh, Retronomapod. And to end it the way we always do with the weird question of the week, what Guinness World Record would you break slash would the podcast break? Ooh, so as like a duo? Yeah, like a you individual and then us as a whole. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to have to look up some. Nothing with sitting down for an extended period of time. My ass Ugh. starts to hurt. After an hour, it's done. <laughs> I cannot sit down for that long. It seemed, it seemed going right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> for joining in to this week's episode of the Retro Nomopod and we will catch you guys next week with some Christmas stuff probably Christmas there's some holes in this house 